0: Hello and welcome, everybody, to another bonus episode of Crutchfield the podcast. I'm your host, JR, joined in studio
1: today, live and in person, Eric. Yeah, it feels like just yesterday we did this uh, Crutchfield live event and we're turning it into a podcast. That's right. Uh, now, the day
0: we did this live show on YouTube and Facebook, was right after it was like the same week as a massive snowstorm our first you know snow apocalypse in Charlottesville Virginia uh, and uh, Eric hadn't showered so that's why we lead in oh, uh, too and for some reason I find myself wanting to talk about how bad you smelled that day. oh I did not but uh, there it is again um, so the odd part is that as we record this on a Friday afternoon in January. Mm-hmm. We are facing snowpocalypse number two in Yay. like the next couple of days. More so, the merrier, and
1: yeah. I'm I'm going to shower before you know. Good, so, yeah, good cool. It'll last me at least a week or two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just as usual. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: So, uh, so we are simply here to introduce the show we already did uh, right. on live uh, crutchfield live on facebook and youtube we uh, we were focused this time on the consumer electronics show which takes place in las vegas yes. every january almost every January
1: almost every January plans to yes when I found
0: out (laughs) about it was in 1996 when I first started working here I found out that there is this thing called the CES where they release new products and Mm -hmm. it sounds exciting and it's in Las Vegas and I was like cool I think sales advisors from Crutchfield should probably go to that and they're like yeah no probably not (laughs) um
1: but, uh, and then I think you
0: were of a around, similar
1: mind, yeah, around two thousand. I heard about it for the first time that's when uh i I was introduced to the industry and uh had been wanting to go and cover it ever since, so you know this was a great opportunity for us to uh follow along with all of the the late breaking uh, information uh We actually did this during the event, right, like it had not totally concluded when we shot this uh uh, this podcast. So Correct. Or now, this, uh, this live crucial live event. Right? We
0: actually had grandiose plans. We actually had plane tickets purchased mm-hmm. hotel rooms booked mm-hmm. uh I, i've been going to ces the past few years uh and i love to point that out to eric every time i get mm-hmm. because he has not been going to see mm-hmm. yeah, i went
1: as much this year as you did that's right <laughs> you No, know, we didn't
0: so for the first we time this year, the Crutchfield live. Eric, but we got a, a chance that lex for eric play to that go. That here in this we bought episode, his plane so ticket in Andy case, in case lex hotel is room. thinking he wants to use right. that audio and we even here's did your like intro a little for that like, lex hit play we surprised him with the news of course if you don't want to just recorded it without out. him really thinking about it so i got <laughs> well, like a video of uh, eric being all speechless uh, and stuff oh
1: man that that usually doesn't happen you know the world had other plans and i think yeah. we did the right thing and it was still fun to cover um and uh you and, know maybe next now, year maybe and now we're year. going to play the video where we informed eric he does not get to go to ces <laughs> uh, uh that was just me sitting looking at my screen <laughs> reading an email. Getting, reading an email that i knew was probably a lot less come. exciting yeah yeah but we were all thinking about it i think we erred on the side of caution and uh i, I think it was the right thing to do for us this time
0: absolutely yep.
1: uh it turned out to be the right
0: decision for many reasons uh, uh in addition to the obvious <laughs> safety reasons yeah we didn't go and it turned out a lot of our vendors that we would normally see there also didn't go yeah so there was a lot less to see at ces but there was some cool stuff yeah. announced
1: and talked about absolutely and that that's the stuff we get into in the question. Live, uh, we're talking about like new announcements from Sony and LG and Samsung. Those are three of the big ones that you know we we clearly uh, carry here at Crutchfield. Yeah, and uh, you know there's plenty of uh, juicy tidbits about uh, those uh, manufacturers. Uh, along with some other things as well. So, yeah, a lot of TV tech was yep. was
0: seems to be like where all the headlines were for mm-hmm. CES. There was some other stuff. Uh, Samsung has a new product. Oh, really cool product! Don't, don't even don't even let the don't let them. I'm know not even going to say the name of it. No, no, you, super cool product though. You'll hear us talk about. If you want to get some visuals on it, uh, once you've listened to this, you can Google what it's called. You can go to Samsung's website. It's probably not hard to find. Yes. And it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing. We're excited we even about. we
1: introduced breaking news. I'll give you a spoiler at the end. Yeah. Yeah. We picked up that product, so there's a teaser for you we s- and a spoiler. Yeah, that does both, and it, it we was- didn't know it was going to happen until. The event. It actually happened live. It was awesome. It was, yeah, we started the show
0: not knowing if we were going to carry <laughs> this cool new product. Right. And during the show, I received a notification to confirm where yeah. we are. So yeah, very we, cool stuff We pressured
1: some powerful people into making it happen. It I think awesome. it was because they heard the
0: live <laughs> and they were like, I guess we have to carry it now. Yeah, that's right. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah,
1: yes. Yes. I can't wait to get my hands on
0: it. Uh, so we've got that stuff to talk about. Uh, we also got uh, Vlad from Klipsch. Yeah. So we, Klipsch was actually there. They exclusive. had a booth- an yeah. exclusive tour of their booth, so that yep. was really cool. Yeah, so you get to uh, hear us talk about that. If you want to see it, it's in the live. Uh, mm-hmm. Go find Crutchfield YouTube.com slash Crutchfield. It's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also had some new Mark Levinson headphones that we actually already had and have written reviews about. Yep. And were made uh, actually available during CES, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, a yeah, bunch of fun stuff. It yeah. was a very CES-heavy episode. A lot of interaction with people watching the yeah, live, too. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to do, and I look forward to doing it from Las Vegas, hopefully next year. That would be the plan. 2023, <laughs> we are planning to be actually in vegas again let's book that hotel now (laughs) yes oh sorry non-refundable this time (laughs) i guess we gotta go yeah uh we'll figure out a way to make sure we're there next year if not we'll figure out what to do that's almost as cool which is what we did this year and it's what you're about to hear on this bonus episode of crutchfield the podcast uh and uh season three is coming soon We're uh, hard at work right now interviewing some of our coolest employees, talking about what stuff they've bought that they have, and also just getting to know them as people because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. People like sales advisors named Bo, we've got Dolly on the list, Rodell, and several others. Uh,
1: Veterans that have been with Groucho for a long time.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the numbers are looking pretty good that uh, if things all continue the way they're going as far as listeners and followers of Crutchfield, the podcast, mm. I think we're going to I think we're going to try hard and have Bill Crutchfield on Ooh. to close out season three. So we have a lot of this stuff that we're working on. That'd be a heck of an exclamation point
1: on a fun year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, all that's being worked on. We will be back with Season 3 here probably about first or second week of March. So uh, keep, an, keep an eye on us. Follow us on your podcast player. Uh, if you want to interact with us, uh, give us any questions or comments or anything you'd like to have us read on the air, uh, we'd love to interact with you on the podcast. Go to crutchfield.com slash podcast. You can submit stuff there or just email us at podcast at crutchfield.com. First off, uh, we're not going to get super techy, right? We're not going to try to blow you away with jargon and terms and stuff that is just... Way deeper than anybody really needs. You're setting the
1: bar right now. I like it. Yeah.
0: I mean, if it was just me, I would. Sure. But.
1: Sure. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to talk past me. I appreciate that.
0: So, uh, if you just want to know the the CES news that is actually relevant and yeah. fun and stuff like that, that's what we're here to talk about today. Right. Hey, we got a comment on uh, YouTube from Elvio says, "I'm really happy with the purchase I did. The Kenwood DNR1007XR. That's a really nice car stereo. On the scratch and dent, which was brand new." And so basically, when we say scratch and dent, it's maybe, probably not even scratched or yeah. dented. Like, it's gotta be really tip-top top, top shape for mm-hmm. us to sell it to a customer. Uh, and you might think it's like new conditions. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Infinity Speakers, just the beginning of more future purchases. So, yeah.
1: if welcome. If he's happy, we're happy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And welcome to the awesome. Fold, LVO. Thanks for the comment really uh, I mean there's lots of stuff happening at CES right. but relevant to the products we sell kind of the world of crutchfield the most buzz is about Sony or uh, Sony Samsung and LG TVs TVs right. in general right technology so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna start there yeah.
1: yeah where do you
0: think we should start LG Samsung right. or
1: Sony Mm, let's see. Let's go with what your notes say. Uh, that's LG. Let's, let's you go said, with LG. You said
0: ask you questions that I knew you could answer. Hey, so. you know, and I had to look it up. So <laughs> hey,
1: how about LG? What's LG got going on? LG
0: uh, <laughs> is uh, they're obviously one of the premier TV manufacturers, uh, big yeah. time. They've been making OLED panels for a long time, and
1: that's their that's their big one, right? Like yeah. OLED. OLEDs get wonderful reviews. You know, they have some of the richest colors out of all the TVs. And a lot of the other companies are kind of, you know, they, they have a little bit of a target on the back, right? Because all the technologies that other companies are doing are kind of pointing at those LG OLEDs and saying, hey, this is how this competes with that, right? Yeah. Anytime you see that in this industry, that means... Somebody's doing something right, and that's what LG's got going on. So in
0: fact, LG makes all of the OLED panels that even other companies that when they have an OLED TV, it's actually an LG panel. Yeah. So they know a thing or two about making an OLED. And right. Uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the I don't know is it a con about an OLED? One of the one of the drawbacks, one of the things it's not super great at is being really bright or performing really well in a yeah. bright room.
1: And general when we talk about the LCD uh, technology versus the OLED technology, you know that LCD. LCD technology lends itself to being brighter, yeah. uh, right out of the box. Um, you know, so if we were qualifying a customer for it, we might talk about how much light's in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So in the past, you know, that would help differentiate whether or not for a customer we were going to lean toward an OLED or an LCD. But okay. LG. Is now making brighter OLEDs. Right? Yeah, that's, their OLEDs that's their are getting brighter. In
0: fact, any yeah. any company that makes an OLED, it, their OLEDs are brighter this year uh, for several different reasons. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and also on the flip side, LCD TVs that do have light bulbs in them, right, where which makes them brighter and better performing in a bright. Lit room,
1: yeah, but not always as rich on the color spectrum. Right, things, right. They're getting That's better too. Yeah,
0: they're getting better too with more light bulbs that are smaller, mini LEDs, so mm-hmm. that they can actually have better contrast ratio. In other mm-hmm. words, the that clear defined line between OLEDs and LCD TVs, how you just went with one or the other, it's so blurry now. Yeah. The <laughs> good news is blurry. Ah, nice. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, Bruce says I have a question. Here's our first actual question. All right, Eric wants to be stumped today. He wants you to try to stump him with uh, CES questions. So let's (laughs) see what you can do. We'll try. Is it possible to add a three-way splitter to the ARC input of the HDMI on my Samsung TV? Uh,
1: Is it? uh, Okay, well. So
0: it depends on the HDMI
1: splitter. Yeah, I think it depends on the splitter. And I kind of want to know what we're trying to do because maybe this is one of those cases where you know we have an idea we're trying to accomplish something and maybe there's a another workaround as an option maybe sure. we don't even need a splitter so um so it does depend on the splitter yeah. and you're
0: going to want to look to see what the splitter says it's capable of doing right. is it what level are the hdmi connections are they two, 2.0 2.1 the right. new one 2.0 a more on that later Uh, And uh, what does it pass along? Anything and everything it gets on its inputs, to Mm -hmm. its outputs, it will depend on the splitter, and typically uh, I would think that would raise the price of the splitter a little bit, because there's a lot of digital handshaking going on, and all of that has to be done just right, or the devices might get confused. Uh Uh, So, I can't tell you definitively yes or no on that one, Bruce, but it's possible. All right, let's get into LG TVs. That's the perfect segue for that. Uh, What do you know, What what do you want to start with about LG TVs this year? Uh,
1: the big news to me is they've gotten bigger, right? Bigger, yes. Right. It used to be if you're shopping for a TV, they kind of maxed out, you know, 77 inch was, uh, you know, their, their biggest panel. And, uh, you know, they're introducing uh, some larger sizes for us. And I think that is, uh, that's awesome. So the Z2 series, uh, they now have an 88 of that, which is nice and big, but the G2 series, They go real big.
0: Also known as Gallery. Yeah, the Gallery
1: series. Uh, How big? 97 inches. 97.
0: That's a real size of TV you should be able to purchase sometime this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah. Who
1: needs a projector
0: when you can get a TV at ninety-seven? Get this
1: guy sit a little bit closer? You know, yeah. the pixel density is going to be nice on a on a TV like that. You'll be able to get pretty close to it with four K content, and uh, you know, have all the richness of colors that you get that you associate with an OLED. But now you can get it big. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I want one.
0: Yeah, uh, and they yeah. are. You,
1: you can have the Sony head unit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, you get yeah. The I'll get TV. the eighty-eight. Yeah. Totally oh, yeah. even. Yeah. that's...
0: Uh, they're also brighter this year uh, better heat dissipation so that the OLEDs can get brighter uh, and have better contrast ratio not just brightness but better brights and darks at the same time let's
1: talk about that real quick because one of the few knocks uh, for uh, OLEDs over the last few years has been uh, you know the concern for burn-in right yeah Um, you know this kind of reminds me of some of the concerns of plasma televisions in the past and uh, you know they they've uh, you know, kind of address that. You know, we're talking about things like heat sinks uh, and a lot of built-in software uh, that will allow uh, for that really not to be a concern. So much not a concern that they've actually uh, made smaller OLEDs for this year, mm-hmm. right? That are really aimed at gamers. Yeah, that would be the C2 series. Exactly. Now available
0: in a 42-inch, so one, right. of, one of the smallest OLEDs you can get. Yeah. Uh, pixel density is huge. Uh, so so much more detail. You can kind of immerse yourself in it. Sit right up. On it, and uh, you know, take your gaming, your computer usage to another another level. Uh, all right, a couple questions are coming in here. Bruce, he has—he's the guy that had the question about the HDMI splitter and okay. the audio return channel. Cool. Bruce says, "I have one bad HDMI input; seems it won't allow connection cord, and one ARC input works." Uh, and I'm not sure if that's referring to on a splitter or if that's on your current Samsung TV, uh, if your HDMIs are going bad, uh, and with all of this new TV stuff that's coming out, you might want to consider looking for one of the new guys with the newest version of HDMI. It'll have the most capabilities for sure.
1: So you know this story, but I don't think we've shared it before. I was having some connectivity issues, uh, at my own home setup, um, was doing my HDMI switching through a receiver uh, going out to my TV and I was streaming, um, uh, some, some video and all of a sudden I was starting to get some sync issues. My audio was cutting in and out intermittently. Right. So only every like minute or so would go out for 10, 15 seconds. Really annoying. Unacceptable. uh, Yeah. And I had some really good HDMI cables, but it dawned on me that they were older, really good. HDMI cables. So I ended up replacing the HDMI cable. You know, anytime you, you train someone to do troubleshooting, you kind of want to start with whatever the cheapest variable is and work back, back from that, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what, let me take my own uh, uh, advice here. I replaced the HDMI cable that was in it and it was a very good quality HDMI cable, but the issues went away and it dawned on me because they were arc related issues, right? Uh, You know, if you had a 10 year old HDMI cable, there was a chance it wasn't gonna be, you know, HDMI 1.4 or greater to pull in that arc. Uh, So, you know that's uh, you know, that and that holds for me. true.
0: That holds true today. Get yeah. make
1: sure your HDMI cables
0: are up to the task of communicating whatever needs to go from point A, your yeah. your source component to your TV yeah. and back and forth. Uh, make sure they're 2.1 at bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the, uh, these days uh, and that can handle 48 gigabits per second. Right, because
1: uh, it's not just the picture quality that we're talking about. Now data. we're talking about absolute. We're talking features here, right? Yeah. Whether or not it could pass Atmos. That was the big thing I've noticed. All of a sudden. I was getting Atmos after replacing the cable uh, from a source uh, that I hadn't gotten Atmos from before. So. Mr.
0: Randy One says, yep. what's new from Sony regarding OLED TVs? We're going there. We'll be there soon. I yeah. promise you. Uh, but I want to, since we're talking HDMI, uh, the yeah. question has already come in to talk about HDMI 2.1a. Will it be available via a firmware update? And uh, I think the answer is probably. Yeah. I have seen some information saying that it may very well be if your TV or your home theater receiver or your sound bar, if it has two point one, which is the current top of the line standard for HDMI, right? 2.1 is what you need to be able to deal with all of the next gen gaming features like auto low latency mode, 4K at 120 hertz, all of that stuff. You want all of that to work, uh, you want to make sure you have HDMI 2.1. Well, just now they're announcing HDMI 2.1A.
1: Yeah.
0: The good news is it doesn't appear that it is a hardware update, it right. could be a firmware update. and. The difference is so techy. I don't mean, I hesitate to even go there, but all it is is it's an it's an upgrade or an enhancement to HDR or high dynamic range. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're watching a movie from Netflix or from a disc or anything like that, it tells the TV what settings to use for contrast ratio,
1: right. Yeah, so, to me that's not as big of a jump as it was when we originally went to HDMI, I'm gonna say it, 2.0, right? That sure. was, you know, and the, well, when we went from 2.0 to 2.4, that was huge. Now we're talking, you know, what, 4K, 120 Hertz, Right? we're talking about 8k capability at mm-hmm. that point um that was huge uh this just seems to be kind of a, a minor little improvement to get from it's an improvement to, to hdr a,
0: right? so hdr is something your hdmi yeah. cable can pass right now yeah uh but this is uh, the addition the thing that makes it 2.1a is called source-based tone mapping Okay. You, there we go. You, you, yeah, you, I remember. it. SBTM. It's, yeah, there we go. There's another acronym that you don't really need to remember memorize at all. It's an we enhancement to HDR. Now
1: we're talking about alphabet soup. Right? Yeah, we are.
0: <laughs> it simply makes HDR work a little bit better because it puts some of the responsibility of the uh, information that it makes HDR work on the source and less on the TV, right. and it just changes the dynamic a little bit there. So it's a subtle enhancement, and early information says it will probably be available via a firmware update. Right. But I that's not definitive yet, but that's what it seems like. Yeah. Cool. Um, we had a question about what's new with Sony. Sony was next on the list. Okay, yeah. So, so we jump ship? Sure. Yeah. I think we, we think we got everything we needed to on yeah. LG, right? Yeah, like
1: we're we're excited about I know bigger, you have, I bigger know, OLEDs. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. I know you that.
0: have a chart with all the features laying I'm out, like but that. we're not we're not going to go no. into here's exactly what each feature does. Our website will do a fantastic job of that once we have them all in. Right. We have database them all and they're available there for pre-order and hopefully someday you to actually order them. Uh, jumping into the Sony stuff, Mr. Randy said What's new from Sony. He also said, uh, I heard QD OLED from Sony and Samsung. You Ooh. heard right.
1: Yeah, that was sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, um, so Sony announced uh, a QD OLED um, and the funny thing is we kind of knew it was coming from Samsung and uh, Sony kind of beat them to it though. Yeah. As far as the announcement went.
0: Anyway. They said, I see your 9 p.m. press conference and I'll raise you by 12 hours. <laughs> That's
1: right. Uh-huh. That's right.
0: So yeah, QD OLED, what is going on there? You're gonna hear that term now. Uh, you can add that to the lexicon of types of TVs, right? We yeah. have LCD TVs that are backlit by LEDs and mini LEDs. Mm-hmm. We have OLED TVs, which are a totally different style of TV. Right. And now we have QD OLED, uh, which uh, the QD stands for quantum dots. Yes.
1: yes, Which
0: is something we've seen on LCD TVs. Right,
1: so quantum dot technology, you know, without getting really down the rabbit hole, you know, was developed to compete with OLED. Right, like yes. it was, you know, supposed to be able to be brighter, but still be dark in colors, uh, and it's and literally rich, rich a
0: layer of uh, little dots, like quantum printed, dots, printed billions of them, dots, yeah. uh, that are excited by the electricity, by light right. shining through it, and they add color and uh, uh, vibrancy to the color. Right. Uh, so, if you combine that with the OLED. OLED, with the self-illuminating pixels,
1: yeah. So now we've got c- kind of two competing technologies merged together and, you know, from what we're seeing, what we're hearing, um, amazing off access viewing, mm-hmm. right, uh, incredibly rich black levels, um, you know, really uh, great color representation and, uh, you know, we've heard the reds and the golds, you know, they really pop off the screen better than, yep. any, you know, what they're saying and better than standalone OLEDs and uh, you know, really excited about that technology.
0: And not, they're not just putting a layer of quantum dots in front of the same OLEDs they've been making. Right. They are, because of the quantum dots, they are able to retool each individual pixel and what are, what's in there. There's, you, you know, the colors need to be, all of the colors we see are created from red, green, and blue. And so this changes how the RGB is done in right. each little tiny pixel. Uh, and is it a blue one that they then extract red and green from, uh, or is it? There's a, is there a white LED in there? I said we weren't going to get too geeky. I'm just throwing okay, okay, out there okay, okay, why we're not getting too geeky. <laughs> we're not going. There are videos out there. If you want to go get geeky with it, close yeah. up shots of the actual pixels. Yeah, yeah. it's all out there. Uh, we're not here to go there.
1: Well, we um, are excited that it's coming. Uh, again, this is uh, the
0: benefits of it, or yeah. what has us excited. The fact that our OLEDs will look better in brighter rooms, right? And uh, and the fact that uh, the L- the LCD TVs will have more mini LEDs on them. So I mean, really, just go for a great TV of either kind, and you're probably okay now.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Great. Cool. <laughs> Did that
1: sum up everything from Sony? No, 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 not at all. I don't think we dropped any models.
0: So uh, they're pretty (laughs) excited, and we are pretty excited about their flagship. It's the Z9K.
1: Yeah, so that's their 8K entry, right? Yeah, A lot of reasons to get an 8K TV, other than just being 8K. Um, But... uh, you know, that's the, that's their top of the line TV. That's a mini LED. So, do you want yep. to talk briefly about that versus OLED? Because so it's a little a, different.
0: Each pixel is a liquid crystal display, and right. then there's a panel of light bulbs behind them. Many, that, many, many. Yeah.
1: Not, not many as an MIN. I-N-I, but many as many, many lots LEDs. That's what I'm saying. Yes. (laughs) And on top
0: of the line TVs that use regular sized LEDs, we're talking about 100, 200, somewhere in that neighborhood, that many, that many bulbs. Yeah. mini LEDs, there could be significantly more than that. Right. Because they're smaller and they can be grouped into zones. They might be able to be controlled individually. Uh, We don't know yet how how uh, intricate the control is, but suffice it to say, If you only need a tiny bit of your screen to be bright and the rest of it is dark, like let's say the moon in a black sky, most of your LED bulbs can be turned off uh, and yep. just the moon, and you won't have that halo effect yeah. that you're gonna see on so many LCDs. And so that gets significantly better, which is the only real drawback when compared to an OLED TV is that. Uh, and the fact that uh, that is now becoming less of a problem mm-hmm. because of these mini LEDs, your LCD TV performance is getting closer to that of an OLED, mm-hmm. your OLED's getting closer to, the, to that of an LCD. Yeah,
1: yeah so brightness, versus richness of colors you know they're both leaning towards the middle now we're getting the benefits on both sides so yeah it's exciting time for tvs no no doubt yeah so uh
0: another big part of the puzzle uh is all of that control has to be done by a processor lg uses the is it the alpha g9 do i have that right yep uh sony's processor is the cognitive processor xr there's so many actions that have to be controlled by that processor and that's kind of the the secret sauce, Mm -hmm. really, because a lot of these companies are using similar panels, if not the same panels, but how they process all of that video and light and color and motion is a lot of that comes down to the processor and every company's processor continues to get better. Uh, For my money, the Cognitive Processor XR from Sony is about as good as it gets. 100%
1: agreed.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also on Sony TVs, uh, the Bravia Cam. You want to talk about a camera on a TV? Sure. Why would wish, why would I want a camera on a TV? Yeah, they tried it for yeah. a little while. Yeah, it, kind of. People were like, "No, thanks." Yeah, I don't really want that. Kind of coming back. Yeah, we're all working from home now, right? Uh, we're all teleconferencing with our doctors now. Yeah, was... uh, yeah web conferencing with family, with work. Uh, there's so much more of that happening. And do you always want to be sitting at your work from home desk looking at your computer Right. or when your you've phone? Got
1: this incredibly high resolution TV potentially sitting in your living room. Maybe you can have those. Uh, those conferences from your the comfort of your your living room now. So yeah, um, yeah. So that camera there's some pretty cool features that they've they've talked about for now and for down the road. Obviously the video conferencing now out of the box
0: video conferencing yeah. from your couch very cool. Yep. Um, uh, what are some future upgrades that so, might happen with a future so, like a firmware update?
1: So the the sound the combination of using the video camera to see where your sitting position is mm-hmm. to be able to adjust the sound to basically calibrate the sound coming from the TV um, to your seating position. And one of the neat things that Sony does on on many of their TVs is instead of just having some small speakers, maybe behind the TV or firing down, you know, they'll actually use that whole screen um, as a a radiator, if you will, to be able to conduct the sound, right? So the entire screen is the sound, right? So um, they can now focus that based on your seating position using that camera. And that's
0: kind of neat. They can optimize the picture and the sound for wherever you're sitting, and it knows where you're sitting because you of the camera. It. Yeah. Right. That, so if you're on the left side of your couch, the right side of your couch, <laughs> your recliner. It can optimize the the everything for you, yep. uh, or if the whole room, if there's if it's full of people, right? If there's no people in it, it can detect that too, and it can dim the TV down a little bit, uh, so it's not re- using as much power when you are you know in the kitchen getting some more munchies. Uh, it can also to turn the TV off when you're sitting too close. So if you want to make sure your kids are sitting back not too close, you can do that, and maybe even like gesture control. You know, like oh, yeah. like uh, Tom Cruise in that future movie. Yeah.
1: So this is a trend we're seeing this year in CES as well. Um, basically touchless control of things and I, i we're all aware of the world that we're living in these days and less time we have to spend touching controls that maybe are controlled by many people um that there's a benefit to that certainly yeah so
0: Uh, So the Bravia Cam, it also has a little physical way to turn it off, block the image and the microphone. So if you are concerned about it, uh, Sony says they're not listening, they're not watching, they don't care what you're doing. It's there to help you. But if you want to make it so it's impossible for it to see you, you can do that. So... There you go. Uh, Samsung, as we mentioned, also doing the QD OLED thing. Oh, we've got questions coming in. Let me oh, stop. Yeah, let's go sure. see what's happening here. Uh, let's see. Bruce said thanks because we talked to him about the ARC inputs on his splitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJ Bird, M. Mr. Randy, I heard QD OLED from Sony and Samsung. Yep. Will there ever be any more flagship SACD
1: players Ooh. from Marantz or Yamaha, or is that dead now? We do not get a ton of questions about it. That doesn't mean it's dead, though, right? If vinyl has come back, then I think there's still a place for SACD. Could
0: Super Audio CD make a comeback? We've not heard anything <laughs> about that happening.
1: Uh, I'm rooting for it, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, there's so many other ways to get music digitally uh, in yeah. very high-resolution formats that Super Audio CD is not really... There's not going to be much demand for it anytime soon, but there are some diehard CD listeners
1: that might... Right. People like to own that media. They like yeah. to be able to touch it and and collect it. and. Uh, so, you know, the answer, nothing
0: we've heard of. We're not aware of that coming back at all. Uh, Are we done with Samsung TVs? Uh, Oh, no the frame the Samsung frame Oh, yeah, that's the TV with all the art. We've recently done a video on the current Samsung frame TVs Yeah Uh, Stop me if
1: you've heard this one. It's gotten bigger and
0: brighter bigger and brighter. (laughs) Yeah, that's right Uh, Also (laughs) matte finish on the screen So it looks more like actual art hanging on your wall and
1: it already had a pretty good. Yeah, you know, that that was definitely a pronounced matte finish versus other televisions on yeah. the market um but they've leaned into that even more so it even looks more, more art like and less uh video screen like
0: and as long as you're displaying art on a digital screen like that how cool would it be if you could display nfts
1: ah yes is, uh, is this where you're going to ask me what do NFTs you know what are? nfts are eric well yeah because i looked it up a little while Non. Oh, boy. You looked it up. I, I, I got to be remember? careful uh, saying this next word, <laughs> yeah. because if it comes out wrong, this might be my last live telecast. So, <laughs> uh, fun, fun j- Non
0: fungible tokens. There we go. So, digital content like memes and things like that. Right. Somebody owns those, those, right? Somebody took that picture originally and the rights to that picture, even though it's been shared billions of times since then, Mm -hmm. somebody owns the original. Right. And you can sell the original digital picture to somebody else. And that is sold in the form of a non fungible token. People that made memes years ago are making hundreds of thousands of dollars selling them as NFTs today. Yeah. Uh, and now you can purchase those and display them on your Samsung Frame TV. That's something that's coming, uh, and uh, so that's kind of cool, NFT yep. support. Also, the remote control for Samsung TVs oh, yeah. this year was already co- kind of cool because you could charge the battery in your remote via solar light. The right. light in your room, put it in a window, get some sunlight on it, right. and keep your battery charged so you're no longer replacing AAA batteries.
1: Yes, but they kind of went up that, didn't they? Yes. Now they're going to use radio waves that are to basically charge that remote control, right? And they, I think they said that they thought that this would help eliminate 200 million batteries.
0: I would assume that a lot of people are gonna have to buy that TV and use that remote for that to be the number. Right. But suffice it to say, everybody that does, it will not have to put batteries in their remote for their TV.
1: And these companies are consi- constantly looking for ways to become greener, uh, more envi- environmentally conscious and uh, Samsung Certainly was, is, is part of that. Yeah, you know, they. I know they use a lot of uh, recycled materials in their packaging, and uh, you know these big companies are starting to to be a lot more environmentally conscious. It's good to see.
0: All right, before we jump into the next really cool thing, uh, yeah. a couple questions here. Uh, friends are looking for a Sony TV. They have a Sony from early two thousands. Cool. Should they
1: get a ninety J or a ninety K? All right, now your chart comes in handy. Yeah. So so obviously when we start comparing models of tvs yeah um you know everybody's use case is a little bit different i would say and we don't actually know what all the prices are going to be on these tvs yet right, right. um whatever your i would allocate more money towards a larger screen Bigger. That to me, that is the biggest bang for the buck versus going incremental improvements between the different models. So um, whatever the biggest is that fits your budget at that time, that's which way I would go yeah Um, I know that's a little bit of a cop-out answer but it's the honest-to-god truth I absolutely you know if you have to
0: choose between do I get the the most up-to-date features or do I get a bigger TV within your budget go bigger you will be happier in general that being said get the best quality biggest TV you can get because as they get bigger uh, there's a lot of things that have to happen motion needs to look smooth colors need to look great off axis viewing so all of that gets better as you spend more but first Foremost, get a bigger TV, uh, yeah. and any new TV is going to be significantly better than any, even a Sony TV from the 2000, early 2000s. Yeah, so many things have changed. And since your then.
1: content. I mean, that's that's the driver behind this. You know, back in 2000, that would not have been what my message was, to be honest. And nowadays, because we have access, easy access to 4K content, um, now we can sit closer to a big screen without it looking bad. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, go go big if you can, if it fits the room, if it's not overwhelming for the room, that's where I'd put my money.
0: All right, we're going to move on into something TV-ish. Okay. Right? Uh, we talked to TVs. Next thing we want to talk about is a new product. I checked with our, our buyer okay. to see, are we going to carry this new thing? And he said... Probably.
1: Oh boy. That's not the exact answer I was going. That means we haven't signed the
0: deal yet. We don't know exactly what the cost, how many we can get, when we can get them. So maybe we can pressure, right? I I figure we're definitely talking about this because I I think everybody we've mentioned this to. uh, People have mentioned it to us. Right. The Samsung Freestyle. Yeah. What do you know about it? So
1: compact projector. Yep. um, Very portable, right? Um, Because of its compact nature, and you know. Super flexible. You know, projectors in the past, you know, there's a setup involved. Uh, you got to make sure you kind of level it. Uh, you have to deal with something called Keystone where you're getting the shape just right. Um, and you know, you've got sound issues potentially. Um, and this is just an easy solution and, uh, you know, it's going to take care of all of those things all on its own. So, yeah. I mean, are you doing that cool that. thing where yeah. you share your screen? Yeah,
0: see, they can see it right there. Oh, hey. See that monitor we got? Oh, there it's we handy. go. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, this projector comes on a stand. Uh, it needs to be plugged into the wall if only you buy, only thing you buy is the projector. Right, it's
1: portable in nature and they do sell an accessory where you can lots add on a battery of, to it. Lots but, of cool uh, yep. accessories for it on the
0: same page. I'm looking at Samsung's website here, by the way, hey, so there we go. going right to the source. Uh, but there's the freestyle. There it is pointing at the wall. Uh, it will fix the image digitally for being off axis, off angle, right? right? So you can just set it on a table, point it at the wall. It defaults to a hundred inch screen. You can get that smaller to fit your space if you want. Mm-hmm. And it will fix it so that it's, you know.
1: I think that'd be from like eight eight to nine feet away that it's gonna to go to the hundred inch screen. But yeah, it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, the auto correction on it is, a big big deal I've, I've actually got a small portable projector I use from time to time um, Used it a lot this week um, from Kodak and we sell it and it's been really handy to have um, and uh, you know, I do have to kind of worry about that setup a little bit. You know, yeah. try to and you know get in it focused. And so this not only is doing the keystone effect, right? But it's also automatically focusing.
0: Automatically focusing, cool uh, fixing that? it so it's so it's rectangular. It yeah. looks great. Also, it's smart. It connects to your Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and it has like the built-in streaming apps ready to go. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to like cast from your phone or from your computer to it, although you can do that, mm-hmm. uh, but you can just go right to Netflix on the projector itself, yeah. and or Amazon, or HBO, or whatever it has built in, uh, and d- stream directly right there using the projector. So uh, nice. it's like a smart TV that you can carry around with you, project it on a wall, and you're good to go. Right. Uh, there's also additional accessories for it like, uh, oh, the sound. sound, Yeah, it actually sounds good. From yep. the people that we've seen on the
1: internet that have heard it, we mm-hmm. have not yet. Yeah. Uh, they say it sounds pretty good. I mean, the form factor of this reminds me of you know, a, a smart speaker, right? Like, mm-hmm. and we've a lot of us have those in and around our house now. So in a similar form factor, you can not only have a speaker um, and it has Alexa built in right so yes. um, You know you can use it and, as a smart speaker and, and Bixby. And, Don't forget about Bixby and Bixby um, and uh, You know in that similar form factor now all of a sudden if you've got something that can do some really cool party tricks um, show them the uh... So it's a 5 watt speaker okay.
0: that yeah. with a 360 degree sound right. that is loud enough to overcome one reviewer I said I saw said they heard the fan it's inside the projector, mm, sure. keeping it cool. Sure. They could hear the fan, but it was loud enough to overcome the sound of the fan. You can also connect it to Bluetooth speakers. So yeah. you can whatever Bluetooth speakers or soundbar you might have, you can just use that instead of the built-in speaker. So that's pretty cool too. But wait, there's more. <laughs> External battery compatible. So if you do want to literally just go out in the backyard, project the image up on the side of the house and go, you can do that.
1: Yep. What else can you do? Oh there. That, that's showing. Even though the projector is uh, a little off angle, there, it's even correcting for that, which which is yeah, just amazing. I
0: mean, don't put your projector on your <laughs> on your fuzzy blanket. F- on your fuzzy blanket, exactly. <laughs> no, maybe <laughs> right. that's not ideal. <laughs> right. Um, but if you did, it could fix it. Yeah, full uh, HD
1: with 1080. Yeah, uh, we're not talking
0: we're... 4K here. You don't <laughs> don't ask for that yet. Uh, but
1: 1080 looks pretty great. Yeah. And then um, okay, so the smart calibration. Get to the really cool thing. <laughs> I'm getting there. There's so here <laughs> there it is. is. Yeah. So that's a socket adapter, which would allow you to basically hang it from a pendant light and fire straight down.
0: Or yeah, yeah,
1: straight down, like onto your kitchen counter, for yeah. example. Yeah. or on the floor. Or I mean, on that's the floor. Yeah. Really, really cool. So, um, it's just super flexible. I've the never video, seen a projector that has this many flexible applications and easy to set up. So, the video
0: I saw yeah. showed this thing mounted into a light in Mm -hmm. a kitchen, Mm -hmm. shining down onto the kitchen countertop, Mm -hmm. Uh, ideally a white kitchen countertop, right, probably, Uh, and then watching a how to make this video for like a a recipe or something. Mm. Like you're trying to figure out how to make the best buffalo chicken dip. You got a recipe on YouTube broadcasting right there, literally on your kitchen counter where you're making it.
1: Yeah, I want one of these too. I think that's
0: awesome. Yeah. So we've done a lot of talking about CES, yeah. um, but we haven't seen any actual CES.
1: Yeah, we should we should do that. You want to see some actual CES? Yes, show me some CES. Earlier today,
0: just a couple hours ago in fact, uh, I got a window into the Klipsch booth mm-hmm. at CES. Vlad from Klipsch. Put me on his phone, and he walked around and he showed me all of the stuff that they are showing off at the Clips booth. Uh, he's going to show us some stuff that I'm pretty sure we won't carry, but we are still very excited and happy that it exists. Mm-hmm. And some stuff we will definitely be carrying. Yeah. Uh, and it's just nice to see what actual CES looks like. So, are we ready to queue it up? Uh, ready to go? All right, cool. This will be a few minutes. Erica and I will be here looking at your questions. If you ask any questions while the video is playing great. I, should try, I will try to answer them, uh, and, and otherwise, we'll see you back here in just a few minutes. Uh, let's go to Klipsch. So I am here. Uh, I am virtually at CES with Vlad Grzynski from Klipsch, who is going to give us a tour of the Klipsch booth. How are you doing today, Vlad?
2: I'm doing well. So let me give you a walkthrough of what we've got here. So I'm going to introduce you to the first product that a lot of folks have been clamoring over, which oh. is... Our jubilee so oh my gosh uh, is what paul w klipsch was after so to speak this is the klipsch horn 2.0 it's a two-way system with a massive compression driver horn and horn loaded woofers so why didn't paul w klipsch launch this product back when he was still alive and working on it well the technology wasn't there so now we are actually taking a heritage loudspeaker and activating it with something like our and i'll show you here our heritage active crossover so with an active crossover we're able to take this speaker and give you one of the most efficient loudspeakers on the planet it's over 108 db efficient and that's between the woofer and the tweeter so one watt is uh is able to power this thing to un- unparalleled uh, sound and output. So that's really the first place that we kind of stopped, is we look at the fact that CES is about innovation and new technology. And I know you're looking at a heritage loudspeaker, but it's a heritage loudspeaker that was never able to come to fruition until technology advanced enough where we could build active crossovers and even things like, like this inside of the horn This phase plug is 3D printed. That is the only way that we can manufacture that shape and design to really get great phase alignment. And that's 3D printing technology, something that Paul was never able to access.
0: Yeah, but imagine what Paul W. Klipsch could have done with a 3D printer.
2: (laughs) Yes, I can only imagine all of the various quirky horn designs and compression driver schematics and i mean you can take a sketch and turn it into reality all right yeah walking further through the booth
0: hey i i gotta ask because people are going to ask us the jubilee is are we going to be seeing that this year you think
2: yes yes we're taking orders now it's thirty-five thousand dollars retail there's the 75th anniversary edition that we're also taking some pre-orders for that's forty thousand dollars yes you're seeing it this year production starts likely around march so we are finalizing some production on the 75th anniversary horns that people have been buying and mm-hmm. once that production is up we are moving straight into the jubilee oh
0: man that is fantastic news thanks vlad what's what's up next
2: well what's next uh might be something more everybody else's tea is an all-new reference series of loudspeakers. So this isn't a reference premiere, this is reference. And this is reference with an all-new fastener-less design, 90 by 90 horns, new woofers that are steeper in angle, a little closer to reference premiere, and just a beautiful loudspeaker. Uh, it, and this is not an entry-level speaker by any means anymore. With it comes, of course, the 10 and the 12 inch subwoofer. This is our dual six and a half inch floor stander with built in Atmos topper. So the model line and range is very similar to what we had in the past, but all of these speakers have been refreshed. And this is a major, major evolution in uh, the, the reference loudspeaker line obviously with the completely fastenerless design, the new 90 by 90 edge to edge horn, that will give you significantly better imaging, sound stage, dispersion, and a nicer sweet spot for for listening. So you and a couple of friends could really enjoy uh, on the couch, whether it be a movie or uh, music and so on.
0: Yeah, those horns look clean.
2: Yes. Uh, So sitting next to it, is a new product that we launched just last year which is the onkyo rz50 receiver i'm sure a lot of you folks would like to reach through the camera and actually just take the ones that we have here because uh, availability is hard to come by but i don't think i need to talk much more about it there's plenty of great reviews and it's a phenomenal audio video receiver
0: Hey, I just want to comment and say how thrilled we are that Ankyo is still around thanks to you guys because uh, Ankyo receivers have long been one of my favorite home theater receivers and uh, so it's just fantastic that they still get to power stuff and they're a we're, good match for clip speakers.
2: Thank you. Yes, we're we're very excited about it also, obviously, and with it comes a great engineering team in Japan that really knows what they're doing in this world of 8k 4k 120 and you know all of the technology that comes along with it i think the testament goes out to them and their ability to build firmware and software for these audio video receivers that you know out of the box is working flawlessly and updates automatically uh, and it's going to be supported for the foreseeable future so that is awesome especially for anybody that already owns ankio knowing that they're full alive and well and, and ready to support at a moment's notice
0: yeah so whether you're an onkyo fan from years past and you want the newest stuff that makes sense or you just want an, an, a receiver that's going to be able to do everything you needed to do for uh new next gen gaming consoles all that stuff these things are ready to go for now and what's coming in the near future
2: absolutely so yeah one of the products that we have out on display is an xbox series x also, something that you guys probably want to reach through the screen and grab, <laughs> so we'll, we'll put security at both ends because those are incredibly hard to find. Yeah, uh, and that's because 4K 120, totally capable, totally possible with your Onkyo Pioneer or Integra audio/video receivers.
0: That's fantastic.
2: That's, all right, here's a fan favorite to just demonstrate what Clips is capable of doing. Mm. We had to have a set of Forte fours, and yeah. honestly, this is probably Uh, One of my favorite speakers that Klipsch has ever made because of its just full range capability, its large passive driver in the rear that allows you the ultimate versatility in positioning the loudspeaker because it's not ported. You can put this thing up against the wall and it'll sound phenomenal. And with it, we have the Pioneer Elite VSX LX505, once again, very similar in Inputs and outputs to the Onkyo, so it's a 9.2 channel receiver from a power standpoint. But you'll also notice that the VSX 505 has pre-outs for all of 11.2 channels. So, oh, yeah, if you're going to be using your own amplification, you can really have a massive, massive system. So, you might be wondering what's this microphone that we have positioned here does it come in the box what is this all about
0: tell us more vlad
2: yes this (laughs) is a mini dsp umic one microphone which is uh for somebody in the audio world if you want to do room measurements inside of your house spend a hundred bucks or 130 dollars, buy one of these microphones and you could do room measurements uh of your house and Correct for room modes and do auto EQing. Well, this microphone is also compatible with Dirac, which is included on all three of the aforementioned receivers. Um, oh! You can run the entire Dirac room correction process, which is, by the way, the best room correction you could possibly yep. get that we are aware of, uh, and it's usable with the Pioneer Onkyo Integra apps. It's usable directly with Dirac, but You can even on a two-channel setup use dirac to optimize for your room and that goes with like i said all of the pioneer onkyo and integra receivers we're showing today
0: man so really stepping up the room calibration dsp game that's awesome
2: yes which is phenomenal because uh, how many of us have had an experience where we listen to a speaker and we really love the way that it sounded bought it took it home set it up and it doesn't sound anything at all like that and that's because you know we've got live rooms nowadays we've got hard floors hard surfaces ceilings it's very difficult to to get around um and even with just base loading in general you put these things into a corner and they're just not going to sound the way that you expected them to and that's an area where dirac could really really help out
0: And just to be clear, that mic is not included, right?
2: That's correct. The mic is not included.
0: Is there a a uh, less expensive version of a microphone included?
2: Yes, so I think that's very important. Everything you need to run Dirac at home with this Pioneer, Onkyo, or Integra is included in the box. If you want a professional calibrated microphone like this Mini DSP-UMIC-1, you can get it and you can configure to your your heart's desire. So it's really a testament to how scalable these systems are, especially with integrating with a third party like Zirac. You're not dependent on what's just built in the AVR. You can really, really customize your setup. And that also includes some of the other advantages of Dirac is you could pick your own target curves. You don't have to pick between two or three presets that we selected for you if you want a harman curve if you want a clips curve that you build yourself you you can do that with any of the speakers that we have here and dirac all right fantastic the final is yep. really all of our connected audio products and this celebrates our launch of the clips connect app and its integration with a myriad of products whether it's the t5a and c mclaren edition the T5 Gen 2 Sport, the McLaren Edition 5s, or the Cinema 1200 soundbar. All are compatible with Klipsch Connect and expand on the functionality that you naturally have out of the box with the product. And that means you can EQ to your heart's desire. Um, You can custom configure these products to work with wired subwoofers or um, really expand functionality, I guess is what I'm getting at.
0: So control and uh, unlocking some features.
2: Exactly, yeah. So with the fives, for example, you'll be able to configure your own EQ. You can do uh, room gain compensation. So whether you have it uh, set up in a corner or by a wall or freestanding on a set of speaker stands, you could switch inputs, you could adjust volume, you can do just about everything the speaker is capable of doing directly from your phone, but with it comes some of those advanced features like equalizer support, which is currently a three band tone control, but that's just getting started. We're going to continue releasing more updates and more features as time goes on to really take advantage of your investment. In this case, a $1,500 set of fives, McLaren edition, or Dale. in this instance, a $1,900 sound bar and a full 5.1.4 package that you can have at home
0: worth every penny the fives already looked gorgeous and you guys just went and made them look even better
2: <laughs> yes that's what the carbon fiber uh cones that improve uh lower distortion and um take the cone break up a little higher in frequency so they're really a great fully active low distortion speaker that has real face performance that doesn't belong in a speaker that has a no. five inch cone
0: yeah, if you haven't heard the fives yet people uh check them out they will uh they will overperform, outperform your expectations based on when you see them and their size and what you end up hearing from them is just unbelievable
2: and that just speaks to the future of what klipsch is all about um paul w klipsch was all about efficiency and the most efficient speaker you could ever get is always going to be one that is actively powered so actively powering a speaker, bypasses the passive crossover network, gives you ultimate flexibility and customizability, and we can really drive performance that seems like physics would otherwise deny, which is what Paul W. Klipsch's products were always known for. Yep. Well, and that's a really our little premium audio company booth this year. Uh, The show presence is quite a bit less than usual, and I'm I'm really glad I could do this with you guys uh, over Microsoft. Thank you. Team.
0: Yeah, Vlad, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I wish I could have seen you in person, but this has got to be the next best thing. So, uh, really appreciate it. Stay safe out there and, uh, man, have a great time.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Welcome back,
0: everybody. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, That was a uh, a really fun time talking to Vlad and getting to see the actual Klipsch booth. Whenever we actually go to CES, that's always one of the things I am most looking forward to is walking around the Klipsch booth. Uh, And uh, is there some car stuff on CES this year? One of the questions from Nicholas Hoffman. Not a lot. No, not really. Uh, There was only one or two brands that we carry of car stereo that was even at CES. Pioneer was there. We did not have a chance to hook up with them uh, and get connected. All of the action and excitement seems to be about TVs and the freestyle and some other neat gadgety type stuff.
1: The good news Uh, is there's definitely new products coming out from yeah. the car manufacturers this year. They just didn't have much of a representation.
0: Yep. Uh, Supply uh, chain CS. issues yeah. make it. They're not even sure when stuff is coming out, when the new models will be available. So right. uh, they're, they're sort of maybe not trying to announce stuff they can't actually make, which is admirable. So, yeah. so good job, them. Uh, we've got a few things left to show you, one of which is actually here in the studio with us. Mm-hmm. These are the Mark Levinson number 5909. They are an over-ear wireless Bluetooth noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. Uh, and they are a premium headphone. I mean, you can get headphones that do all of that stuff for three or 400 bucks from many other brands. This is a yeah. much nicer set get of your headphones. hands on those. Uh, what I think is really nice are these, it seems like, a is that a memory foam maybe in there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. but extremely comfortable headphones compatible with, uh, the higher resolution Bluetooth streaming that you can get on many phones, especially Androids like aptX, aptX adaptive and LDAC audio streaming. So, uh, Uh, Jeff Miller is our headphone guru here at Crutchfield. Uh, He got to spend some quality time with these headphones, and if you go to this product on our website, and I'm pretty sure we're we're putting a link to that out there so that you can get there quickly and easily. If you go to the product page, go to the overview tab and click keep reading, you'll get to see everything that Jeff wrote about these headphones based on him spending a week with the actual headphones, mm-hmm. these right here. Mm-hmm. We drove to his house and picked them up yesterday. Uh, and this part in the blue here is specifically what he got out of listening to those headphones. Uh, the detail he talks about, uh, how uh, different recordings, he was bringing different mm-hmm. things out of different... Rec- I mean, he just really goes into... Nobody reviews headphones like Jeff Miller. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and it's really, really nice. So uh, definitely check that out. All the specs are here. Uh, they are extremely comfortable. They sit nice and tight on your head without pushing too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, I feel like they're, they're secure. And uh, at the same time... Uh, They look uh, nice,
1: too. I like the contrast and stitching in them. It's got a nice machine metal feel on the outside. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, So really nice headphones
0: uh, are available for pre-order right now. Uh, We have an ETA in the system. When we have an ETA, right here it says we should have them by February 7th. When we put an ETA out, it's because we've got some actual shipping information. Pretty sure we're going to get a shipment of them. How many in that shipment, we don't know, but uh, the, order, the sooner you pre-order them, the earlier, the better chance you have of getting one in that first shipment. So uh, pretty excited about those
1: for sure. Yeah. How about the new drone? Ah, yes, yeah, so there's a Sony drone. Now, so if we rewind to last year's CES, they actually uh, kind of gave us a sneak peek of a Sony drone. Um, and uh, cool, you're sharing the video of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you know this is one of those cases where that sneak peek actually turned into real product. So this is the uh, Airpeak drone from Sony and. Uh, you know, there's definitely a buzz about it at CES this year's being showcased. A buzz. You know, like that? Oh, I picked it yeah. up that time. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so it's, a, yes. it's
0: quadcopter with a, a first-person view camera, Right. Uh, remote controller,
1: two batteries, and a charger. Well, let's uh, talk about first-person re- view. So it's got a display that gives you first- first-person view of it. The camera for this particular one is sold separately, right? It, uh, I wonder, uh, and I'm just thinking out loud
0: here. Is yeah, the, yeah. It says with FPV camera, so I kind of think that that camera comes with the drone. Mm. Okay. But it really shines when you strap a Sony Alpha full frame mirrorless camera to a gimbal it can
1: carry all of that right that uses the e-mount lenses so you'd have multi be able to change through multiple lenses for it um you know depending on what shooting you're doing now this is not an entry-level camera obviously no price are you making a movie there you go you might want a cool drone shot this would be really sony knows a thing or two about making movies (laughs) right yes
0: yeah they, they do that so 55 miles per hour resist winds up to 44 miles per hour you can fly it for 22 minutes on the battery uh, retractable landing gear so you make sure you're, you're, the legs aren't going to get in your shot at all. Yeah. Uh, and
1: just, it looks really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, this is not your average everyday drone. Uh, no. This isn't something you buy for the kids and put under the tree. <laughs> no. This is a... Uh, this, this is this not for is... an amateur. This is a professional... Right. And, ...movie-making and style drone. Hence this note right here, contact one of our drone specialists, right. uh, which we really do have uh, several drone specialists. One of them happens to be this guy right here. Oh, Carlos. Uh, that's Carlos. Uh, he flies flies drones competitively, yeah. uh, and knows everything about drones. I, 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 it's not he's possible built his to own drone, yeah, right? Yeah. Not,
1: uh, not many people can say that they've you know uh, built drones out of parts they found, and, and he's done that. So yep. uh, lucky, lucky to have him here. So uh, so yeah. though if you're interested in the uh, Sony
0: Air Peak drone mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. announced last year. In stock, uh, that's the most exciting yeah. two words I can possibly show you <laughs> right. on our website right now. We have a couple of them in stock.
1: Right. Uh, so and we're if you're still f-
0: watching this, you have uh, you have the, the insider knowledge right now, go to crutchfield.com and yeah. buy the Airpeak.
1: Yeah, we're one of the few authorized online dealers for uh, this particular product too, so excited to have it. We
0: are about to wrap this thing up. Uh, We've got uh, one little thing we want to share here before we close. If you have any final questions, now would be the time to get them into us. Uh, Thank you to everybody that's been watching with us this entire time. Uh, I hope you got something out of it, learned a little something, and that you will be a a smarter shopper because of it. Uh, Earlier, I mentioned this, we mentioned, and talked quite a bit about the Samsung Freestyle.
1: I didn't think this was going to happen. This is pretty I didn't cool. either. I, I, pinged,
0: I pinged one of our buyers earlier today, yeah. and the answer was, probably we'll carry it. Right. Literally, while you were watching the Klipsch booth tour video, that buyer sent me a note and said, i got to read it verbatim. Yeah, don't misquote him. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Uh, he said, we will carry it. We should receive them in, I'm gonna be extra conservative mm-hmm. here
1: just to be careful, Q1, meaning they're yeah.
0: gonna be in stock probably sooner towards, than you might have expected. Towards
1: the end of Q1 to be yeah. on the safe side, but uh, so we're gonna carry it. We that's are, gonna, awesome. he must have signed the deal and I, ordered some freestyles. I think that was us. So, I think we pressured him into signing the he's deal. like, They said it on yeah, live, I guess we like, gotta
0: carry it. So awesome. we'll have to learn about. Yeah. You're
1: gonna yeah. have to let me know how that, that Sony head unit works out in your <laughs> it's car. It's working. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> Yeah, so we're pretty excited about the Freestyle. When we get it in stock, we'll database it. We'll tell you all about it. It'll be on our on crutchfield.com. Keep keep an eye on crutchfield.com and search for that Samsung Freestyle. That's when you'll know it's available for pre-order from us. Uh, Bruce says, this was fun. Thanks, guys. That's what we're shooting for, yes. is to have fun talking about the fun stuff that we <laughs> sell. Uh, and uh, because it really is. I mean, like you always say, people don't need this stuff.
1: Uh, they don't. I. I... Some people think they do, and bless their heart. I'm glad they think that, but at the end of the day, we sell toys, and uh, it's fun to sell toys to folks, so. uh, Daniel says, thanks, great show. Been taking notes. Uh Uh-oh, he's got notes. He's going to fact that, check us. Is the why, fact
0: check why, video coming why out Why is it scaring me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you to everybody that's been watching. Thank you to the crew here making this uh, show possible. Thanks to Vlad from Klipsch, Aaron uh, from Balaton for making that happen. Uh, thanks to Eric for hanging out with me. It's uh, a good time. For
1: sitting this close to me. I Yeah. No, thank you for putting up with me sitting this close to you. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I took a yeah. shower more recently. I have, my house has power.
1: Yeah, and yours, electricity. Yours
0: still doesn't, huh? And we're running water. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah, okay to hear that. I hope you get power back soon, because yeah. uh, we are expecting another three to six inches of snow to start falling any minute. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the fun be- uh, continues here in Central Virginia.
1: Hey, and I'm going to go ahead and speak this to into existence. I am really looking forward to uh, helping cover CES with you next year.
0: Oh man, it's a yeah. date. Let's yeah. do it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, me too. I really <laughs> hope we do get to go back to CES in person. It's a lot more fun uh, when you actually really get to see this stuff up close and personal. Plus, it's uh, it's also Vegas, by the way. So I've, there's. I've heard There's that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So once again, thanks to everybody. Thanks for everybody that's watching, everybody that sent comments. And John says, hearing my name on TV was exciting. Thanks John. Uh, Much appreciated. Uh, Thanks as always. Tons of fun. That's it guys. We are out. We're going to go home safely and uh, hopefully uh, his power will be back on soon. Hopefully. For Eric, I'm JR. Thank you so much for watching. Over and out. See ya.